Welcome to Reinventing Nerds. Dr. Joni Cannell shares communication strategies for technical people. She shares her own stories of learning to communicate and brings in other nerds and experts to show you how to interact with people in a way that's comfortable for you. And now, here's your host, the uniquely qualified engineer turned psychologist, Dr. Joni Cannell. Hello and welcome to Reinventing Nerds. Today we have a wonderful guest named Rich Hummel. He is the CEO, yes, there we go. Hey, he's the CEO of SageTree, and SageTree provides web design, development, and marketing. Rich is an interesting background, which we're gonna get into right away. He has a degree in mechanical engineering from University of California, San Diego. But his first job out of college was as a webmaster, and he's been doing that ever since, and he even has his own company now who, that does this. So let's welcome Rich. Hi, Rich. Hi. How's it going, Joni? All right. How are you? I am great. Thanks. That's great. I want to know. I mean, we were just chatting before the show here a little bit about you being a mechanical engineer and then going into web design. And I held off because I wanted the listeners to hear your story. <laughs> but I'm on yeah, the edge sure. of my seat. Tell us how that happened and, you know, what that was like. Oh, yeah, sure. So um, I was a mechanical engineering student at UC San Diego. And I had a minor in visual arts. And, you know, uh, with the mechanical engineering degree, that was fine. I was able to do it, but then, you know, I was spent all of my time. My, my my hobbies were really computers, and also graphics and and arts. You know, I was also the uh, the graphic artist for the school newspaper, and such. And so, when I first got a job as a webmaster at a local software uh, company, that was that was um, that was great. That was that was a perfect job for me because it kind of married those two passions of mine, computers and, and art. So I was a webmaster. I was making web pages where I had to, you know, kind of like build these technical uh, solutions uh, through this, you know, this new medium that was really growing. And, um, and then you also had to have an element of graphic design background to make things look good. And so um, from there, um, that's how I got into to web development, you know? Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, uh, the artistic side of graphic design is just, I mean, that's so much about putting together a good website, also knowing what works and perhaps what, what's mm -hmm. visually uh, appealing to people as well, right? I mean, you have to know a little For bit sure. about that. Yeah, I mean, like no red font on purple background or something. I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so you went from mechanical engineering to web design and you, all of a sudden you make it make sense. Right. You know, mm -hmm. the way you put it. Yeah. All right. We got that. Um, so how did you come to starting a company and being the CEO of SageTree? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, the company that I was working for was a, a defense contractor. We were doing uh, software solutions for like the DOD and Spawar and such. And that was a really great uh, opportunity for me because uh, we got to build a lot of really cool stuff with like the latest and greatest technologies, right? Mm -hmm. But unfortunately in the space that, that I was in, um, a lot of it was more for demonstration, like proof of concept type projects and it wouldn't actually be used. And so um, I started freelancing in the commercial space. And then that for me, that was uh, very fulfilling for me because uh, like 
the solutions that I provided, you know, the customers were using you know, as soon as I pushed it uh, into production and then they were, you know, they were making money with it, growing their businesses with it, you know, running marketing campaigns and such with it. And so I was really fulfilling for me. And then um, 2005, uh, I finally made the decision to switch over to just you know, going off and being an independent contractor freelancing, basically. And so um, I did that for a couple of years and then just the volume of work. I started just you know, working my way up the, the, the food chain, getting bigger clients, bigger projects. And then I think it was like 2008 and 2009, that's when I started uh, adding people to the team. And then, um, yeah, that's when we became, you know, I guess, a, a, a full-fledged uh, company. And you've got all the, all the business uh, stuff you have to take care of, like, you know, like insurance and all those other things you don't really mm -hmm. think about when, when you're just freelancing, you know, out of your house and such. Sounds like you're due for a 10-year anniversary celebration this year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if it really started yeah. in 2008. I mean, I don't know when you incorporated, but yeah, uh, that's, that's a big deal. Wow. So you've been doing this for a while then. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so, you know, we're a small team, but we get to work on some really uh, cool projects and uh, work with some cool clients. You know, um, we've, we've done some work for some of the, the bigger companies around town, like Viasat and Qualcomm. Mm -hmm. um, probably our most notorious client is Comic-Con and that's been a lot of fun uh, over the years we've been uh, helping them out with their website I always wow. have to preface it it's not it's the it's the website not the ticketing so everybody yeah. always has has something to say about how difficult it is to get that <laughs> that's been a lot of fun I've been really uh, uh, excited to, to have that as a client that was uh, pretty amazing you know coming from you know I, I used to collect comic books when I was uh, growing up and, you know, have, uh, landing them as a client was, uh, was pretty amazing to me. I can imagine. Wow, we were just yeah. at a Comic-Con event in New York City this weekend. Oh, you were at it? Yeah, we went to Doctor Who. There was just one event. We couldn't get tickets to get in because, you know, that oh, ticketing yeah. website. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it's just hard to get tickets to something people love. But yeah, yeah for sure. Lot of fun, and there were people walking all around town dressed up so uh, it was good oh uh, that must be a lot of fun yeah oh that's wow really cool. uh that's that you know that's just so much fun to have great clients too as a part of your business is that something oh, that yeah. you seek out or is that something that you know they come to you or how do you find a client like comic-con so uh they actually found us you know we we built a a, a, a reputation around having really strong expertise around this uh, Drupal content management system. And, you know, when they first called us, you know, we got a phone call and said, like, hey, we're looking for somebody to help us with, you know, this Drupal website, you know, uh, and we'll, you know what, what's Sage Tree all about? What do you guys do? How do you guys work? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, who is this? And it's like, oh, we can't really tell you right now. But, yeah, tell us about yourselves. And so we thought that was kind of mysterious. And so after, like, a phone call or two, they decided, like, okay, you know, I think, you know, we, we guys like you enough to tell you who we are and it's Comic-Con and, and everybody on the team was like, what? What's going on? Because, you know, uh, uh, nerds or, or technical people, they, they, they tend to be in the similar demographics that appeal to Comic-Con. So. Okay. All yeah. right. So we're going to get to that because I have a couple questions I want to get there first. Sure. But, you know, dealing with with nerds as customers too or clients but first of all yeah. one thing that i've noticed is that you call yourself 
a website therapist. And, you know, being yes. a psychologist, I had to ask him, <laughs> what's a website therapist? And how can people have a better relationship with their websites? So, yeah, what is, what is that? That's awesome. That's cool. So, so for me, um, you know, a lot of times when we engage with clients, is, uh, it, they're in a state of distress. You know, the, the, their website is not doing what it needs to be do, uh, doing. And um, maybe the project that they're working on has gone way over budget, way over schedule. And um, that's why they're having a really poor relationship. Or mm -hmm. if it's already in production, maybe things just take too long to, um, uh, to be done. Or if they have new, new tasks or requests, um, modifications they want to make to their current website, it just takes too long. And so um, I was thinking about, about it, and there's, there's really kind of like, like three things that, that I think uh, that's important to, to be able to have a good relationship with your website, right? Okay. Um, so the first one is have a good relationship with your vendor, right? Mm -hmm. um, it has to be somebody that you could talk to, somebody that takes the time to understand your business as well as your industry. Because each business, uh, each industry is unique and, you know, within each industry, each business is unique, you know, how, how they go to market and how they message and how they reach out to people. Um, so that's, that's really important. Just find somebody that you can have a, a good relationship that communicates well with you and that, that uh, you know, you can have a, a good personal relationship with, right? Somebody that's transparent. Um, you know, the way we approach it is, uh, you know, we, we try to educate our clients as much as they're open to being educated because, you know, it's technology and then like with technology, I can go off all day and keep on talking about the different things around what you can do and different types of uh, things. But, you know, uh, um, but sometimes the, the clients, they just need the, you know, the bottom line and, and so it's like whatever, whatever level that they're open to engaging at, you know, we'll, we try to, to, uh, you know, provide them with what they need to know. Um, so that's one. Uh, the second one is uh, pick the right type of vendor, all right? This is the other thing that we've seen is that there's kind of like three categories within uh, the uh, types of vendors that companies will engage in. Um, you know, first, usually it starts off with a freelancer, which is great, you know, they're relatively expensive. Um, and you know that's that's a great way to get started but as your company grows you might need um different uh, uh different specialists because now to, to host a, a professional website it encompasses a lot of different special specialties not just you know the, the coding side there's the, the design um, you know, making sure that the website's responsive, looks good on phones and tablets as well as desktops, um, content strategy, language, messaging. There, there's a lot of different um, uh, disciplines that go into making it. And so usually that, that's when uh, companies uh, graduate to like a smaller agency where they have more of those types of service to help your business grow. And then, you know, once you get past that, then you're looking at, uh, you know, like one of those big agencies that these Fortune 500 companies typically engage in. Um, so it, it's important to, to pick the, the right type of vendor. What I've seen is that as companies scale up, you know, they start off with a freelancer or like a really small agency that just doesn't have the expertise or um, the experience 
to help them scale up. And that's, that's usually when, when we get called in uh, to help, to help make that, that next phase of growth uh, with their, with their website. Um, and then the other thing is the last one is just, uh, I think this is just with, with, with anything um, is just have clear goals. The more specific, the better. Um, and our projects, you know, when there's uh, ambiguous items, um, those are those typically tend to be the the expensive uh, mm. ones because you have to, to do the discovery and then you know uh, um, it, it it can be really uh, uh, time consuming and resource consuming if if you don't have a really uh, clear vision on what results that you want. And so uh, the the clearer that those uh, results, those goals are, um, you know, the easier that easier time you'll have with your website. Um, the other thing that uh, is is important though, like sometimes you don't know, it's because you you're not a technologist. Mm -hmm. But uh, what what we do also is just uh, we'll have like some sessions or workshops where we do a discovery where we can help set reasonable goals for what they can expect. Cause sometimes, you know, clients, you know, they're not digital specialists or digital gurus or anything. They don't know what's possible. And so engaging in a discovery process kind of helps can, can help identify, you know, clear, reasonable goals. So they don't have, have, you know, unrealistic expectations. Well, so one thing I'm hearing from you is that, you know, obviously you need to be able to speak in their language to, be heard by them, but you need to help them speak your language too. I mean, if they don't have goals, if they don't know what they want, and um, they, you need to help them figure that out or yes. just go hands off and, and let you take the lead on that. But it's kind of an interesting yep. thing is, is helping them understand what they need to know to be able to get what they want, right? Yeah, that's, uh, that's absolutely uh, uh, true. Um, that's one of the things that um, I had to learn that was uh, part of my learning process was uh, I had to learn to translate, you know, coming from, you know, mechanical engineering and then a programming background, software development. Now, I would use a lot of acronyms, terms, Java, UML, yes. <laughs> all these acronyms that when I started talking to clients about, you know, their eyes would just glaze over and then, you know, uh, um, they, you know, they were just completely like disengaged because I, w I wasn't speaking in something that they understood. And so, um, <clears throat> so it's really important to, you know, when, when you talk to clients or new leads or, or whatnot, uh, uh, pretend you're talking to your grandma, you know, basically. And so, so you can talk in a language that they understand and you have to really try to be empathetic to, um, to your your customer or your client's um, experience, you know, and, and use use terms that would be familiar to them. Um, also, another thing that is an important skill is to do be a, a vocabulary uh, detective, a vocabulary mm -hmm. sleuth, right? Um, this is this is one of the things that 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 I've I've kind of developed because you know clients they don't know the proper names. Um, for all the different types of things that you can do on the web or in, you know, in, in my industry, right? And so they'll, they'll pick terms and they'll use it. And so you have to really listen carefully, how do they use it? And then uh, make sure that 
you know, you may have to translate it. Okay. When they use this term, they're really referring to, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, this, this, this other item. And so if you have to, to really be uh, a good listener and try to figure out, you know, just make sure that when you, when you're talking about terms, cause it can completely, you guys can be talking about something using the same term, but you know, they, they mean totally completely different things. And so that's, yeah. that's one of the, that sounds like uh, reflecting back in there, you know, to ensure that you understand what they mean and using different words. And then they'll say something like, yeah, or no, 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 I meant this. And then all of a sudden you'd yes. be like, oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's a, that's an important skill to have. And, and, and don't, don't assume because you're using the same terms that, uh, um, that, that you're right because you know clients the one that's paying the bills <laughs> yeah. yeah oh that's good too so, so when they have a term yeah, you just work it. with it and redefine yeah. it to redefine it and then just work with them either educate them or just like you know have a mental note that okay when they say this they really mean this yeah. uh-huh okay yeah. yeah no that that sounds really interesting even though you're saying the same words they can mean really different things especially to people sure. who aren't in that expertise they they just see something and they think that i'm certainly guilty of that uh but you know you just pick something up and you you think you know what you're talking about but uh uh-huh yep yep yep. wow for sure um so you know one of the other things that i wanted to ask you about is this you said empathetic to their situation and you started out by saying you're a web therapist in terms of people starting out with their distress so how do you bring empathy into that? I mean, that seems like an emotional part as well as just understanding the words. So I, I think those are part of the soft, mm-hmm. soft skills that, uh, that I needed to develop. Um, you know, like, like for me, you know, coming from that, that background in, in software engineering where it's, it's very kind of like binary, it's like on or off, yeah. you know? It's like, you know, okay, this person's having a, um, some kind of problem. Okay, this is the solution. Let's do it. You know, where um, sometimes with people, that's, you know, that's, that's too, uh, too jarring. And so, you know, with, with our clients is, you know, I try to understand. Well, I also invested some time in uh, actually just like learning about, um, you know, business. And usually the, the type of people that we deal with are business owners or marketing directors or marketing vice presidents. Um, and so just learning about, about the, the different types of challenges and things that they wrestle with so I can empathize with them and under, understand their motivations um, really helps in just, you know, expressing that, okay, yeah, I could really understand how a particular issue or particular problem is very uh, uh, um, distressing or uh, creates a lot of, you know, uh, uh, stress for them. Mm-hmm. And, and then understanding that and empathizing that it helps you develop that relationship. So you build that trust and, uh, uh that trust that, that you understand where they're coming from. And, uh, and, and then you'll have an easier time communicating. Okay. So this is the problem. There's a couple of ways that we could, you know, uh, uh, get to a better place. You know, you know, there's a, there's a gap here, you know, we're here. There's some things that aren't working the way they should. You know, and there's a couple of different paths that we could take to get you into a better place. 
Okay. No, that makes sense. So that, uh, I mean, I love it the way you said that you actually took it as an investment of time to learn about the kind of uh, issues that they're experiencing so that you can understand them and then be able to speak to them and, and with empathy. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, you talk a little bit about different challenges that you run into. Uh, let's start out with, with the, with the customers here that going on in that, well, you know, you have a, a group of people, you're not the only one who's interacting with your clients, right? So what kind of things come mm -hmm. up for the engineers in general in terms of some of those soft skills that they've needed to learn? So I, I think some of it is, um, oh, where do I start? Let's see. Um, a couple of those things that there's learning the, the vocabulary, learning to listen to make mm -hmm. sure that you're talking about the same thing. That's been really important. Um, one other uh, uh, thing that I think that served me really well is to uh, learn to not take things personally, mm -hmm. right? Um, uh, a lot of times, you know, when uh, people are stressed out and they, they come to you and they're expressing what's happening and they may be heated and then sometimes uh, it can be really, uh, you know, emotional and it can get you kind of flustered. But then one of the things is, is to, to have have the awareness to understand if, if you're starting to feel kind of like triggered and getting caught into it. So, you know, take a step back and, and really try to listen for the message. Um, the communication, you know, what's, what's the underlying message that they're trying to communicate? Are they, you know, are they unhappy with the performance? Are they unhappy with the way they might've been treated or how, you know, an expectation might've not been met. And then, then that way, you know, you can respond from a level headed, uh, uh, perspective, which is, which is, I think a benefit, you know, cause like when, when you work with somebody, you want them, you know, you're hiring somebody to be professional and that's, that's really helped. Um, the other thing that I think is really important to understand when it comes to communication that, that I've also uh, communicated with the team is the different levels of communication, right? Um, like face-to-face -face, right. uh, is the highest level of communication because you get the, the message, the voice, the tone, um, the emotion, then also there's the body language, right? And so you really understand where that person's coming from, right? Um, and, and then from there, you know, it might go to something like this, video, which is, I think, pretty awesome because you still get the, the, the body language, mm -hmm. a video chat, and then uh, phone calls, uh, and then uh, email, right? And one of the things that I made a mistake with uh, was relying too heavily on email when I first started. Was, yeah. I thought it was so cool. I never had to talk to these people, these mm -hmm. clients, and I get paid. That's so cool. <laughs> but then when, when, when I started uh, getting into, like, email is the worst. If there's an important type of communication, email is the, the worst um, uh, way to communicate because so much can be read into the words uh, mm -hmm. in, the, in the message. And then, you know, I remember uh, this, this one customer, I was working with their IT guy, and it seemed like every email message, he was just like challenging my expertise. And I found it a little bit insulting. And then, right. you know, and I was getting really heated until finally 
I just gave him a call and it was really congenial. I was like, oh, hey, yeah, I was just wondering if we could just do this, this, and this. And it was like so, it was, it was kind of funny because there was so much energy and emotion on my side where it's like, you know, I should have just called the guy first rather yeah. than just getting all this worked up and just like working on revising an email response like 12 times just to, you know, draft it perfect. <laughs> like, oh, what a waste of time, you know? Oh, so that's interesting. So it's like a waste of time also you know, you're getting into like a, a really mismatched communication there because you're thinking he's challenging you and he's just saying, hey, I have all these great ideas kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, uh, you know, and so if, if it's anything important or anything where, where you know, uh, I, I'd say at least give a phone call so you could at least get the, um, get the, the, the voice, you know, uh, and, and tone and emotion behind that. Um, which is kind of funny because like being a technologist, you know, now we live in, in, in a world where everything's over email or text or Twitter or whatnot, where, uh, you know, the written word, there's, there's a lot of ways that can be misinterpreted, you know, which I think contributes to why, you know, we have things called flame wars, you know. Yeah, no, that you're, you're preaching to the choir here because that's one <laughs> of my things that I do is help virtual teams uh, communicate better. And yeah, picking up the phone is the first thing. Like, just like you said, you can avoid so much uh, misunderstanding. And uh, it also just warms things up usually because people realize there's a person on the other end, you know, and you're talking to a human as opposed to just, like you said, the sort of flaming into the space of the ethers Absolutely. there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. so. Well, you know, let me think about this. I have a couple other questions. I mean, you're talking a bit about sales and okay. you talk right now sort of about the customer service side and, and interacting with customers, but also you have to persuade people, uh, you know, mm -hmm. or sell items. So what's been your secret there? I mean, you've talked to me about some of this um, audience centric communications and things like that. How do you describe uh, what you've had to learn to do to be in that in that position. So I think what is is really just reflecting back, you know, uh, that you understand where the clients come because you know ultimately it's just yeah, I think it's the human condition, right? People just want to be understood, you know, mm -hmm. um, and that, that that you understand where they're coming from and that you have. A, a solution to get them from you know from from point A to point B. You know, and you can help 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 them guide them on a journey that will get them into a better place. And um, that that's been really it's not it's not 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 super secret or super right. complicated. It's just you know just and try to make sure you understand what what they want and and uh, just reflect that to them. You know, show them show, show them the path to to you know solve the problem you know, just be a problem solver you know i love the way you say that rich because you're like hey you know this isn't that complicated really i mean people yeah. make it out to be so complicated you just people want to be understood and listen to them to understand yep. what they want right i mean for sure yeah i mean it's so funny that that we sit there and overcomplicate things and sometimes it's really it's the action of actually being present, I think, is what you're saying and really trying to hear what they're saying. Um, and yeah. perhaps that motivation rather than to be spewing out information to them, to, to tell sure. them what, uh, what you have to offer is really finding out what right. they want. 
yeah, yeah. that sounds like a really different approach. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it shouldn't be, but I mean, yeah. that, that's, that's the thing that one of the things I forget where I read it, but like, uh, people do business. I think it was from uh, Zig Ziglar, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, book or something, but basically people do business with people that they like. And so how do you make people like you just, you know, communicate, relate, you know, be in a relationship with them, you know, mm-hmm. uh, empathize. You know, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Also just talking about the relationship, you said that several times uh, during this conversation about really thinking of it as a relationship and mm-hmm. relationships take work. They take energy yeah. and uh, they take a lot of communication and, and trying to understand the other person. I mean, I, I can say that after, being married for a very long time that they're even now, you know, you think you can oh, yeah. you know, finish someone's sentences for them, but no, no <laughs> like, don't do that. No. Just wait and be patient. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. Huh. Cool. So, uh, you know, one of the things I want to ask you about too is because mm-hmm. you've, you've talked about uh, moving from mechanical engineering to web design and moving uh, into uh, having a staff and working with customers or clients. But what about as a leader of your team? What kind of issues have come up with you there in terms of the soft skills? I mean, have you had to go out and learn areas there to, to manage your folks or are they the same kind of things that you've been talking about already? Uh, to some element, yeah, the, 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 there's those elements that are, are kind of infused, you know, through, through, uh, throughout my experience. The, you know, as, as being a leader, um, my, I think one of the, the painful lessons that, that I've learned is that um, my, my team members aren't mind readers. You know, when I, when I see uh, a problem uh, and I talk to a client and see the problem, and I think in my head, okay, that's great, we could do it, you know, this way, this way, this way. Um, and, and, and solve the problem. And then when I have to communicate, you know, with my team, it's like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll solve it this way and, and we'll be good, right? And then, um, you know, uh, earlier, I, I would ex- kind of have that expectation that the, the, my, my team could be my, my uh, mind. And I'd get frustrated why, why they would do things wrong and why it would take longer and why they would, you know, uh, do it one way that I was totally not uh, uh, expecting them to. And um, so it just, it, it just takes more effort, um, more effort to communicate your vision and, and the way you want things uh, implemented. And um, that's also the other thing that uh, uh, is important is to keep it simple. Right. right. You know, like with, uh, with our, our, our clients and the things that we, you know, when, when we engage with them, we try to figure out like, what's the, the smallest number of, of moving parts that we can, can build or, or, or use to, to solve the problem. Cause you know, more parts, more complexity, more, uh, conversations that need to be, be held. And so that's, um, you know, I, I think that's one of the, the, the key things that, for people that are moving to the leadership positions, just spend time on, on communicating the, the vision on how, how you want, it, want want certain things done. What are the results that you want generated, right? 
Yeah, that makes sense. You know, you said a lot of really interesting things, Rich. If people, if our listeners or viewers want to get in touch with you or Sage Tree, what's the best way? Oh, yeah, just uh, hit us up uh, on our website, sagetree.com, or uh, they can just uh, email me, rich at sagetree.com, too. So it's really yeah. easy. Uh, keeping yeah. it simple. Yeah, keep it simple. Yeah, could I use your uh, uh, podcast to promote a couple of things that we're involved with? Yeah, sure. That'd be all right. Cool. So uh, one of the things that we're involved with is the San Diego STEM ecosystem. Um, it's at sdstemecosystem.org. So if you or your organization is involved with STEM activities and you want to get uh, more people, more awareness for it, um, I really encourage uh, you to register as a partner and share your events and opportunities on the website. It's uh, sdstemecosystem.org. And then uh, another seasonal thing now that we're getting ready for the holidays is uh, another cause that we support is Toys for Joy, which is done through the Rock Church. It's toys-for-joy.org. Um, and uh, it's, a, it's a really great event that, that, that blesses a lot of families all over San Diego. And so uh, if you're interested, I'd really encourage you to check out the website and volunteer, donate, and, and partner with, with them to, to really uh, make a lot of families uh, holidays happy. So, Oh, this is great. Wow, what an inspiration you are uh, to actually be promoting these organizations as well and not just your own. So thank you for that. Well, this has been really interesting. I mean, the time has flown by, Rich. You have really said some interesting things oh, for yeah, our wow. listeners and viewers. I mean, all about uh, just uh, being able to communicate, I think, is so much about what you've talked about today in the various domains of working with clients, working with your team. And I think the key that you've said so much is listen, listen, listen to understand yeah. where they're coming from, what they're experiencing, and what they want, right? Yeah. And, yeah. And with That's your exactly team, it. also helping them understand what you want, right? In terms of sure. being a leader. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. So thank you yeah, so much. You got it. Uh, thank well, you thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was neat. Well, and thanks to our listeners and uh, for Reinventing Nerds. Please, if you like the show, uh, please rate and review it. If you didn't like it, email me or call me and let me know what I can do differently. And thanks a lot for being here and have a great day. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Reinventing Nerds and encourage you to apply what you learned to help you communicate better. For a free consultation with Joni to see how she can help you further, please visit ReinventingNerds.com. Until then, embrace your inner nerd and remain true to yourself while you develop your communication strategies.